Click, click. Testing, testing. Click, click. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 54 of Dungeons... Dinings. And Dorks. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> There's more than one. It's plural. More than one. Definitely. Oh, gosh. Okay. This it is a hot one. And I'm not talking about a hot episode. I might, I might rant today. <laughs> just, just to give our listeners a heads up. I might do a little ranting today, but it's you been, have been warned. It has been, been a week. <laughs> Since since you are, were so lovely to to create that warning, you might as well just start off with why. Yeah, please please tell us about the week that's got you ranting. So you know when you pay off a loan, <laughs> yeah, and it's like yay freedom. Yeah, something comes back up. It's like trying to make your family legit from crime, and it just pulls you back in. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, not exactly, well, but not, close enough. Not, yeah, that is a metaphor of what exactly <laughs> happened this, this week. Because. So, I have this fancy schmancy garage. It's a fancy smancy garage. Very fancy schmancy. Yeah, you could practically it, live in it. It's it, it's air, heated and air conditioned. Previous owner was absolutely obsessed with, with his motorcycle and his garage. That that he I, I'm sure he wiped his motorcycles with a diaper, <laughs> um, and housed it in a climate controlled garage. So, be that as it may, the garage my garage has totally lost power. What two weeks ago? Something like that. Something like that. And, Week and a half, maybe. Yeah, and it was concluded that an underground line went out. The underground line of the garage went out. So, let's just say electricians aren't cheap. Oh no! Every <laughs> homeowner sympathizes. Every yeah, homeowner and, sympathizes with you. <laughs> yeah, anybody who owns a home probably will. Yeah, will definitely sympathize if they have to do some major, major repairs on on their home um especially on of this age right which is a well-built home it was it was built in the 50s though the 1950s they built some really good houses they weren't just they weren't just cardboard they they did a pretty good job you know and just just previous homeowners think they know better mistakes were made <laughs> mistakes were made Someone's gonna clean it up, and that's usually the current homeowner, which Here's is me and Angela. Anyways, they had to dig up my yard. They dug up my yard, and there's dirt everywhere. My nice, pristine grass, all mangled up. <laughs> the, and one of the peonies got stepped on. One of the peonies my, got stepped my on. My perennial. Pansies got buried. Yeah. My black clover got buried. 
Yeah. But here's the thing. I did the 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 electricians that I was working with very good people. They I I commend them. You know, they they really like they had apprentices too, so they were doing you know, they were teaching new electrician trades the electricians the trade. And I really enjoy that because it's you know it's learning. At least yeah, use my house as a learning <laughs> as a learning classroom. Sure. <laughs> you know, and they did a fairly good job. I have enough power in my garage now to 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 power up in fast charge mode two Teslas. So that's a plus. Not the bill's a plus, but let's just we, say <laughs> we won't be getting two Teslas anytime in the we're future. We're not going to be getting two Teslas anytime in the future because I have to pay for this mess. But anyways, <laughs> it's just. It's just been a tough week, and I had to take off Wednesday, and practically had to babysit these guys, like, because I have, you know, I have this thing about people, you know, like, strangers, in strangers in my yard digging it up, digging up my yard, and doing the thing. And oh, yeah, the, the guy who had to dig for the, the yard, tell them what they found! Oh, yeah. One thing about having a 1950s house, strange things are in the ground. <laughs> like... Every, pipes that lead to nowhere. Every time you dig, there's a surprise. <laughs> every time you dig, there's a surprise. It's like, it's it's like, what do we win today, Monty? You know. So two chunks of some old foundation bits, uh, and two surprise pipes that lead to nothing. That lead to nothing. I have no idea what they are. They're just there. We mark them just, to make you paranoid. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I, like, dug a garden one day and I found out there was actually, like, a hidden bunker. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be a surprise? Wouldn't that be a surprise? Hey, was... look! It's it's the fallout shelter we've always wanted. Yeah. Well, it's like when I went, it's like when I went to plant a, a lilac bush and found a surprise gas line. Yeah, that. Hey, right, well, that's where yeah. that went. Well, there it is. Anyways, that's my that was my week. It was really it's just, it was just like a mess, and I mean, and it's not even done yet. The guy's got to come back this week because he owes us a breaker, and the inspection still has to happen. Yeah. So. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's still that's still a thing. But I will admit, because I had to go to Home Depot today. Mm -hmm. I will admit, I was. Eyeing those two forty volt plugins <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. Some of the listeners that I know that actually listen to the show know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> all my maker friends know what I'm talking about. I've... It might it might it might consist of welding, perhaps? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> oh okay. oh good heavens. Okay. Just warn me before you start that, and don't stash it in the garage. <laughs> the, Anyways. Don't stash the fuel in the garage, please. Oh, there's no fuel. It's it's electric. Oh, okay. <laughs> 240 so, volts. we know what Edwin is stashing. <laughs> Angela, do you uh, have anything stashed? I, I have some, some uh, more positive news on my end. Uh, okay. Yes, I do tend to 
gush about the graveyard tapes because it's a fun project and I enjoy it. Um, I, I do hope you still enjoy it, Pam, because it's got a season two coming. I am looking forward to that. <laughs> we got some crackling going on. I'm yeah, th it's it's definitely my microphone. <laughs> I got I've got that janky microphone today. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've got a season two confirmed. It is still going on the radio station up in in uh, Canada. It will still be in podcast form as well. Um, everybody's favorite characters are still going to be there. Uh, and some of the new characters are going to make a comeback. And they're going to get a bigger role in Season 2. And there's, there's talk of potentially adding... An element of romance, but not between the characters you might think. Unless you're thinking Zero and Threadripper, because that's totally happening. <laughs> yeah, when they uh, when they said that, I'm like, I hope you're not thinking of a weird backstory for the operator voice. <laughs> oh, no, we're actually planning on doing something weird with the oh. operator voice. You're going to love it. Like, <laughs> like we're, st we're still... We're still plotting. Like, we haven't... We haven't determined exactly what we're going to do with that but we're going to do something and it's going to be epic <laughs> we're we've had a lot of fun joking what exactly is up with the operator voice because the, the last i think the only non-operator operator line that she or it gets i i suppose is i get lonely and that's it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we. Oh no! I just had an idea. I'm no. gonna have to talk it over with no. the writers. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to talk it over that. with the writers. Oof. <laughs> well, be gentle. Huh? <laughs> I said be gentle. I'll I'm, I'll be gentle. I voice the operator. <laughs> I know. It's a horrible, wonderful, beautiful idea. You'll love it. But I'm not telling you now. You you don't get to know until I actually talk it over with the other writers. Okay. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for season two. I'm hoping for also a season three. If we if we get through a season three, I will be satisfied. If we do the quote unquote seven season and a movie, that would be absolutely amazing. Oh. <laughs> well, no matter what, please don't do like a supernatural run. Oh no! This. I I'm waiting for you guys to jump the shark, so... Nah. <laughs> I would be. Zero Days does not have any sharks in his collection because yet. Every, <laughs> because every season seven in a movie, they jump the shark somewhere. Yeah, no, we're... <laughs> we're, not ev we're not in it to extend the show as long as possible. We are in it to tell a good story. And if we can keep telling a good story, we'll keep, we'll keep going at it. But if it gets to a point like where do we even go with this like if we if we lose track of what we're trying to be we're gonna end it just i hope right. someone's creating some kind of a timeline if you guys are going that long just to make sure you guys are like <laughs> if there's like a like, multiverse plot issues like wait a minute oh I no we we have we have people obsessively checking for plot issues yeah so and and like when when a script comes out like during the table read, if someone points out, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, I didn't this happen in this episode? We try to cover that. Good. So yeah, we we are trying very hard to make sure our bases are covered when we when it comes to plot. And I like 
we've got a person who's obsessive about about plot. I am obsessive about the lore. So if if we bring something in that's going to mess up the lore, the lore of the story, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But we've got this in the backstory. If we do this, we have to change the backstory. And we've got this plan that links the backstory into this thing. What are we going to do about it? Because there is one story that they included a bit that I was very, very concerned about. And they found a way to, to resolve that so it still makes sense and it can still be rectified. But that's going to be a thing that happens in Season 2. Cool. So... So everybody, Teaser. if you haven't listened, or, if you haven't listened already, um, go check it out. The podcast, um, um, the graveyard, the graveyard tapes. tapes is is there at your whatever you get wherever you get your podcasts. It's there. Yep. So or if you listen in, if you listen in um, the Queen City in Saskatchewan, Canada, I believe that's CJTR Radio. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember the the. The dial number, but yeah, <laughs> that's our community access programming. Yeah, so <laughs> but yeah, you can listen to that. So yeah, if you're listening yeah. there, so you, I think that's six thirty so on what, Tuesdays. So what you do is after you're listening to the show, because please listen to the show, comment, like, and subscribe to the show, and comment, like, and subscribe to the graveyard tapes. But first listen to the show, then go listen to that show. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it. Um, it so, Pam, what have you been doing? So, while you guys are handling house projects and other podcasts, um, I actually uh, got together with a friend who was nice enough to al- allow me to borrow their books. Their comic books, may I may I add? Um, Ooh! Yes. It's been a while since I actually sat down and read a comic book besides Tracy, which I'm still fangirling over. <laughs> um, well, but this one, I, out of the books that I borrowed from them, um, this one was actually my favorite. Actually, more so than Tracy, even though Tracy is a personal favorite because obvious reasons. Um, so the comic that I'm talking about is called The Magic Fish. The magic fish. It's, yes, it's it's by a local Vietnamese um, comic book artist who. Uh, um, this is actually their debut now, uh, debut comic or whatever. And for a debut comic, it's silk. It runs. It runs very well. So the plot of the story, without really spoiling it much is that um, it's about a boy trying to tell his mom that he's gay. But since they he's since he was born in America and his mom was actually an immigrant from Vietnam, there really isn't a clear way of explaining what gay means. So in order to try to bridge that gap between the generations and language and uh, culture barrier, they use fairy tales in order to try to communicate what they mean. And they actually use various um, fairy tales, but then they tweak it so 
Um, it will begin with a European fairy tale. And then as the story progresses, it actually becomes more Asian. Okay. Huh. And it's not because of the story. It also deals with the illustrations, um, the the costumes that they use in order to uh, depict the fairy tales that they that they say. I mean, it's very. It flows very well. So and it's it's basically kind kind of showing in visual form the 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 child's. Uh, life experience to the parent's life experience. Just kind of a, a visual representation of that change from, like, trying to translate from what they... the world they know to the world their parents know. In a way, yes. Yes, I, w I would say that, yes. And... And it, 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 it's more of a culture thing than... Well, it's really both a culture thing and an LGBTQ thing as well. Mm -hmm. But I like how they mesh it together that you forget that it's it's him actually trying to tell his mom about his identity. Mm -hmm. It's actually... You forget that it's a thing. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. Cool. I could go on with it, but... Uh, <laughs> but you'd I end would... up giving spoilers! Yeah. Um, I was like... This is my favorite, and um, I, I plan I plan on buying my own copy. Actually, cool. But really, I, I I must thank my friend for borrowing it. I'm like, wow. So <laughs> Pam did lend me Trace because I haven't bought a copy of it. But I gotta say, just going back to Trace, I like the comic book better than. <laughs> and I know Which that's is... a very stereotypical thing. Oh, the book is better. Then the movie, oh, the movie, oh, you gotta read the book so much better. I know that stereotype, but you the know. thing is, the thing is though, is that the book go delves into details. Yes. When in like in a movie media, they're they're constricted with time. Yes. And yeah, production and whatever yeah. that they have to sacrifice. Because the, the things that I was complaining about. To... Yeah, the things that I complain about Trace. The book took care of it. <laughs> so, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so... Alright, so that's something that's been entertaining Pam. Uh, but I think it's time for us to shut up and listen while, Edwin, you talk about some shows you're excited for. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay. So even this, even though this week sucked, you are excited. So I tell am us excited, what you're excited because about. I had plenty of time to sit down on the couch while the dudes were, 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 were doing stuff to the the electricity of the house, and I found out that the Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, version of Dune is coming out. When is that happening? Uh, I forgot what was coming up, but it's coming out. <laughs> Hold on. Like, like in the near future? Or? It's in the near future. I think it's like October or something. October. Sweet. 2021. October 2021? Yeah. Okay. okay, so here's the thing. I've seen every version of Dune. I've read Dune all the way up to Children of Dune. In fact, 
Well, everybody was reading verbally clearly clearly in elementary school. Guess what? I was reading Dune. Okay. I, mean, I, was, I, I was reading Babysitter's Club, but okay. Yeah. Continue. While other people are playing Babysitter's Club. I think I was I reading was Boxcar reading Children Dune. and, and, and right? Encyclopedia Brown. And I still, anyway, remember, I still remember elementary school. I was like, that's a little too grown up for you. I was like, I didn't care. It was cool. Hmm. It was about space. It was about other worlds. It's about spice. Because the spice must flow. He and who controls the spice controls the universe. The universe. <laughs> exactly. So, I was a very big fan of Dune. I was a big fan of Frank Herbert's books um, way back in the day. And I did watch the David Lynch one, right? And I just hope, I hope they keep this line in the movie. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fight that one <laughs> i hope they keep that line in wow because that was the funniest line i've ever heard in the movie <laughs> out of patrick stewart's mouth <laughs> so anyways all right there's another one you've got listed in here yes um i'm also excited for and it was just announced that clarkson's farm which is on amazon.com is getting a season two Wait, wait, wait. Quick question. What, what service is, is running Dune? Dune? It's a movie that's coming out. Oh, it's a movie. movie. Like like in theaters? Yeah. Or? I think oh, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. And so, Clarkson's Farm is? Clarkson's Farm is on Amazon. And if you haven't Remind seen Clarkson's of... Farm, go watch Clarkson's Farm. If you... What is it about again? Okay, so anybody who's... I was a, I'm a very big fan of Top Gear ever since I was introduced by... <laughs> on, introduced... <laughs> I was I was introduced to Top Gear, um, was like 2010 hmm. <laughs> or something like that, and is that when that started? That's well, it started for me, but it's been, I think it's been on since like 2000, 2001. No, 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 that's your obsession with My it. Obsession that's when it started. started. 2010, something like that. Anyways, if you haven't seen Top Gear, if you haven't seen um, like Grand Tour. Or anything like that. Anything with um, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and um, James, James May. May. Go watch it. And what Clarkson's farm is, apparently, back in 2008, Jeremy Clarkson bought a 1,000-acre farm. That he was paid not to grow anything on it, except for a couple of fields, which he had a manager do it for him. Well, that manager retired. Mm -hmm. And... He thought it would be a good idea, you know, and he did his usual, how hard could it be <laughs> um, to run a farm? So he running his own farm and doing a very bad job at it and making everybody around him completely crazy because he has these crazy ideas about starting a farm shop, buys the biggest tractor in the land. And the only reason why he bought the tractor was because it, it said Lamborghini on it. <laughs> and and things start to ensue anyway um it's a great show it's a funny show um i i completely enjoy it and i'm very excited that season two just got announced that they're gonna do a season two and caleb cooper is the coolest guy <laughs> <laughs> caleb cooper is the he's the 
he's the track he jeremy hired him as to drive the tractor and pretty much like yell at him because he knows how to farm and he doesn't <laughs> so caleb knows how to farm <laughs> he's farmed his lands before so he knows what he's doing and clarkson does not yes and he thinks everything is easy <laughs> and he thinks he knows better and he thinks that he he thinks that uh instead of doing you know back and forth movements he wants to do u-turns to to uh to plow his fields and you know and drill his soil which completely messes things up anyways it's on amazon.com i'm very excited about it if you haven't seen it go watch it because it's just the most hilarious thing i've seen this summer and if you haven't seen Grand Tour, watch that. Top Gear, previous ones, up to season 22 when things started to go a little nuts because things happened with Jeremy where he got fired from the BBC. <laughs> so, for certain things. But, you know, if you're if you're one of the easily offended, it probably isn't for you because he does say certain things on, that, his sh- on those shows that isn't very PR or... It, it basically it is it very PC. <laughs> so it, basically, their PR company had to do a lot of 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 work to yeah. make up for his mouth. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, he always says he's an entertainer, and if you're try if you're using his if you're if you're taking his word as advice, then yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> so. Anyways, so that's what I'm excited for. Go see it. Um, go. I, I'm excited for Dune. Please keep that line in Dune because that was the <laughs> one that really made me laugh. And go watch Clarkson's Park. All right. There it is. All right. And. Cool. Okay. There's, while you get excited for other things, then there's. It's, it's the Edwin show right now. It is the Edwin show. Okay, Edwin. We were talking about other things earlier. Yes, we were. And you discovered that you really have an issue with something. Yes. So, uh, you ask your question about that and see if we can't tell you a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? Okay. So, Pam and Pam, Angela, and I and Jeff went over to Manila, Manila sizzling. Manila Walk. Manila Walk. Yeah, Manila Walk. And something occurred to me because this was like the same neighborhood where where uh, that food truck festival that we did a couple, several, like a couple dozen episodes ago, I want to say, uh, that we went to. And I don't know if you remember during that time where I said... It was just long lines. Long lines mm-hmm. to get a thing. Mm-hmm. And before the show, I pretty much said, I think I'm done with food truck festivals. And Pam was like, why? <laughs> why? It just sounded weird that a foodie like yourself would say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think that I could do food truck festivals. And to me, okay, here's the thing. I don't think food trucks were built for festivals or mainly because of the long lines. I don't like standing in long lines. So like if it's, I will stand in a long line if it's necessary. 
hence, hence you know me being in a being in a licensing bureau to get my license renewed you have to stand in line if you did not like send in your little thing and mail it which i find out that mailing tabs is actually the best way to go <laughs> okay you're okay but you're talking about food truck festival stuff okay yeah anyways <laughs> sorry that was a little tangent but that but uh, i mean lines are my i hate lines and the thing is that's all we did for two and a half hours is to wait in line for a food for food and i'm like why is this a thing like like and it didn't make and it, it didn't help that it was like 90 degrees outside that day and and then to, this today i was i there was a food truck at my work and guess what no lines there was like maybe one or two people waiting for the food but i just like Maybe one person, and then I just went there. I did not stand there for two and a half hours just to get a thing. Because if I saw a long line for two and a half hours, I'd probably just go to Mickey D's at that point. <laughs> okay, so so you, what was your question? Why are food, like, why are food truck festivals... And are food, uh, why are food truck festivals, like, why do people go there and enjoy standing in lines for hours upon hours uh it's the same reason why kids and their parents stand in long lines for disney world and other amusement parks yeah i don't understand that too like one of the best things that ever happened at disney world and disneyland the express line i will pay for an express line express pass okay so here's where i think the thing is like food trucks like every there are people who absolutely love and adore food truck foods, which is like great. It, it gives those traveling, it's basically traveling restaurants. It gives those traveling restaurants some business, gives, gets them revenue. And food truck festivals, it's like there are people who are like, I always want to try this food truck, but I can never find it. And whenever I can figure out where it's at, it's on the opposite side of town and I can't get to it. So it's, it's like, a food truck festival is an opportunity for all these food trucks to be in the same place and accessible all at the same time. And you can try all these different foods at the same time. But every food truck festival, pictures I've seen of other food truck festivals mm -hmm. and videos I've seen of other food truck festivals, mm -hmm. one common denominator, long, long line. Because everybody else has the same and, idea. Like, they, they have an opportunity to try these different foods. And I would argue that food truck food trucks weren't built for food truck festivals. Because there's, oh, only no. one, there's only one crew in there with one person taking orders. No, Maybe two people taking orders. But then that would just bog down the, the kitchen people. No, that's... <laughs> and, and it's a good thing that food trucks are not made for food truck festivals. Because then you'd have to have a constant food truck festival going on. And if they're made for tr food truck festivals, then they'd have to always, they could only do food truck festivals because that's what they're built for. They, if, well, they if they're just going I'm, off as a food truck, yet they're, they're wasting their purpose. See, I can't, like, there has to be, I feel like there's, I mean, it's very hard for them to actually pivot to a huge crowd. And by the time there's a huge crowd there, you're going to wait. And you're going to wait long. And 
I just remember that food truck festival because every single place, every single food truck that actually served food, you know, and not like a dessert. Mm-hmm. Because the dessert lines tend to be shorter than the actual food lines. Mm-hmm. And there were people there, you know, there were like some lines were actually longer than others. And I decided to pick the one that was like, the second food truck that I went to, I decided to pick the one that was the shortest. And that short line still took about two and a half hours. It was like, yeah. I was just like, what is the point of this? Like, I can only go to two food trucks. And then I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I yeah, just and like... there's, there's probably some people who go to those and they will stay there for several hours on end. And it's, it's more, it's more the... Maybe the food truck festival just isn't your thing, but there are people like who they've got the stamina to hit multiple food trucks and wait that that long wait, or they go there early, or they go there super late when when like the food trucks are stocking back up for the for the next day and getting things ready. Uh, I just feel like I understand I'm, like food trucks. I love food truck foods too. Like the one that I went to today, right? Chili lime, excellent. In because fact, the, no yeah, the ultimate, but there was no, there wasn't like a line, a two and a half hour line. Yeah. And you know, so it's, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pam. No, what I was just going to say is that you were saying that food trucks aren't built for the capacity of those long lines. Have you ever thought that some food, uh, some food companies begin as a food truck in order to gauge public interest? Yeah. I and have they nothing do against food trucks until they can actually afford. A I have order. nothing against food trucks. Let's, I have nothing against again. But see, chili lime, excellent. It was see, great. A food truck festival. If they're trying to gauge public interest, a food truck festival is a yeah. surefire way to gauge that interest. If yeah. they can go to one of but those, I feel like they haven't fixed the biggest issue. Well, that's because they're when they're still in food truck form. They don't need that extra capacity for the vast majority of their function. So if they had a food truck that was built especially for a food truck festival, they would need to be only hitting food truck festivals day after day after day. But wouldn't you think that if they went to a food truck festival, right? They would do would they would anticipate long lines like that? Like by either I will like, say this putting a canopy up or something like that i will say this edwin <laughs> the one the one episode where we went to that um asian night market i think it was in one street and it was very narrow and it didn't yeah. help that that narrow street could not handle the crowds that it attracted yeah and i, I do i do partially blame if, the i do partially blame the organizers for that one and I think Definitely. that because the one market that okay now I remember now um, the other market that we went to the one that you weren't there for it was actually in like several lots parking lots and yeah. it was within the outer barrier of the squares yeah where there was more room more room to just walk around sample um, there was even um, um, entertainment there was uh tables and chairs that you could sit down on and everything the and one that you're talking about just wasn't very well organized yeah and i th i think the other difference was 
the one that you were not there for, that one, like, we went later in the season, but it had been running for, like, several weeks, like, like, ev- like either every night for several weeks or every weekend for several weeks. It had a lot of time. The one where we had lots of lots and lots of lines, it had it was advertised as a specific type of food truck that they were they were inviting, and it was only for like one or two nights. So it's like yeah. if you wanted to get to those food trucks, you had to be there in that limited time, which built up the crowds. And but I remember it, when Edwin was there, it was really hot. I think it was during the summertime. Yeah, it when, was like August. When Edwin wasn't there, it. I remember wearing a coat and complaining how cold it was. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, like, it's just, I get festivals and stuff like that. I've been to plenty of festivals that yeah. involve food. It's just that I felt like, like, it, it, I just felt like, like, either A, the food trucks were just not prepared. They're not really prepared for uh, food trucks, and they just, like, they they rely on... They just rely on what they have, you know, uh, and don't really plan on anything it's, else. It's more, I think they, I don't think they were informed what the publicity and word of mouth was doing. I don't think, I think the food trucks that were going there were not warned well enough. Like they were not, they were not well enough informed. And that's again, an organization thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm sure we can debate this like. Hours. Six ways to Sunday, but you know, I again, I don't have any issues with food trucks in terms of like their food it's... and stuff like that. And I know, ex- I mean, that's usually how restaurants. And Pam's right. That's how usually restaurants start up. They do a food truck because it has lower, you know, it's cheaper to run a food truck. Yet it takes somewhat, you know, it takes a different skill, right? And you can buy a food truck and you can rent a food truck now or lease a food truck, you know, for like between like fifteen to twenty thirty thousand dollars. And it can go it can go up from there, definitely. And I know plenty of food truck operators. You know, last time we talked, I befriended some of the uh, mini donut people. Anyways <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but it just occurred to me that everything like Every time we, I, you know, I go to a food truck festival or, or just see videos of it, it's just long, long, long lines, and just like I don't like if they're just certain. Like why people are, go to these things? <laughs> some people actually do plan out on how they are going to um, attack uh, certain trucks. Yeah, there are times when people go as a group, and then certain people will be the runner for the yeah. group. So what they do is that, this is a little hack, what they do is that they will find a place as a meetup ground. One or two people usually go around kind of spotting which food trucks people would be interested in. Then those runners will go and wait in line. And once they either place their order or uh, get their food, they return to the group. And then the next one or two runners will go to the next And they divvy up whatever they get? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. And we Which didn't is know probably how to do a different. That. Yeah, and apparently that's a. This is probably a different discussion, but you know, yeah, you, you know, you have to like plan and strategize to have a good time. 
<laughs> so, anyways. Uh, uh, at that point, when you're planning and strategizing, then it becomes a game. Yeah, which Mariner like made that's something that I would like want to play. Anyway, so that's... I like games. You know what? Uh, tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that 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 you know, you either enjoy food truck festivals or you hate food truck festivals or whatever in the middle in between. Give us a... You know, drop us a comment. Um, you know, in the comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, you know, dungeonsdiners at gmail.com or... Go to legendcreators.com um, and put a comment on our uh, on our page, and we'll definitely read it. And uh, yeah, or you can or you can Twitter, tweet. You can find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know at uh, T Cities Edwin and tell me how how Ow. completely wrong I am or how completely right I am, and that I'm the best. And I know everything, but yes, please you know. inflate his ego. I would appreciate that so very much. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. we have uh, we have another. Thing. Yeah, let's let's talk about some other food, like some food we ate last night. Last night, mm-hmm. but regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, so last night we went to the Manila Walk. And we were kind of excited. Because, you know, Filipino food in the Twin Cities. In in the Twin Cities. So, yeah, it it was definitely something to be excited for. So, who heard about this first? Pam, was it you? I, I think it's me. Did or I don't know. I heard it from. I heard it from my brother. Um, yeah, I think he cause... told me, and then I was looking it up, and I knew there was a restaurant that was supposed to open up in the St. Paul side of the cities because we already knew about a poise, and we yeah. already knew about the one that closed down near Manila Walk. <sighs> so I'm still sad about that. <laughs> yeah. So I also we know. We knew about that, but it opened up in October. We never got around to it because I had to leave town, and it was winter time. And by the time we were like, "Yeah, let's go," COVID hit. Right. So we could not get to it until this week. So it's it's there. Yay! <laughs> oh, oh, but what? What's? We have a bad mic. Hold on. Did my mic go out? Yeah. Okay. Darn. Uh oh. <laughs> Boof. Pause. I gotta fix that mic. Yeah. That's all right. So, anyways, <laughs> the um, yeah. So we went to the Manila Walk, and I got so excited about it. I didn't want to miss it. And we gave the order quite a surprise. Or he was surprised because he wasn't expecting a crowd. And he ran out of food. And yeah, you you went there first, Pam. So I guess my question is, like, what were your first impressions? So actually, to be to clarify about about what the owner said, it was like, what, around three o'clock? Three o'clock, you usually will stop cooking. 
Yes, but that isn't that. And does made to order, and that's when the rush happened. Yeah. But actually, no, it happened. It happened right when we got in because when we got in, oh that like two or three other groups came in. Yeah. Um. So. So you have to you have to realize that this is still a, a new restaurant, and the space that they have there is space enough for what? How many tables? It, it's it, there was uh, only like like eight or eight tables. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like yeah. it's very reminiscent to that Vietnam no that Korean restaurant that we went to. The one that's at in university near the U of M. Yeah. Yeah. Like small space. And can't really fit that many people, but it's good food. Oh, yeah. So I think <laughs> what happens is that so he would start cooking for the lunch hour, and then he would serve it up for the crowd. And then usually after the lunch rush ends, he would stop cooking. It's a great way to not have as much as much waste. Yeah. Uh, after which I like, which I like is because he makes he ma- um, that way. Uh, your uh, entrees are fresh. Yeah. And of course, who would want something that has been staying underneath the lamp for hours? Yeah, and it was cool. it was like a full serve bar, pretty much, the yep. way that and the then, setup is. So he has a hot table. Yep, and then he also will tell you. So what I like about this restaurant is that you get to communicate with the, the person owner cooking. or employees. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So they they will offer you what's in it. They will give you a decent description of what it is, yeah. um, and then they will also offer you what they are able to cook. Yeah, some custom food. Uh, this th- for that night, it's uh, it was what pork and kare chicken. Kare. Yeah, and pansit. Well, it was it was kare kare with pansit. With the the kare kare was made with with pork belly. Pork pork belly. Yes. And it was pancit, adobo, um, lechon, so, yeah. and which is lechon is basically pork, like roasted pork, pork yes. belly or some part of the pork. Very fatty, but very, very, very good. <laughs> Although you have to admit, though, that lechon wasn't. It was mostly meat. It was mostly meat. It was there was not so many, not much good. fat in it. And and what I like is that it was crunchy. It was crunchy. Crunchy and served with yeah. the sauce. Yeah. my I mean, here, my first impressions of the place that when I walked in, it reminded me what a carinderia from the Philippines would be in mm-hmm. the United States. Very because, simple. Yeah, it was very simple. And it's basically what a carinderia is in the Philippines, if nobody knows, is that... It's a side street eatery, right? Mm-hmm. Think of like Japan, where they have stools outside and you just sit down and you order, right? Whatever, like soba noodles, whatever, right? In the Philippines, yeah. it's like that, but it's very family ran, right? Yeah. It's just a family sets up shop because their house happens to be, you know, on the edge of a busy street and they open up shop and cook put a bunch of tables out with a canopy and you sit down you look what they have to offer and you eat mm-hmm. and that's 
what this place reminded me of. Mm -hmm. Because it's sort of operated that way. They they get they see what they can get for the day for affordable yeah. and get yeah. cooking and just what they make is what they make and yeah and you go in it's not lavish although they did have like some like some nifty like like decorations on the wall you know like mm -hmm. like you know like mm -hmm. modern not modern art but it's like you know like it was interesting right right yeah and they had like. They had, like, TVs on the walls that looked like they were going to use for, like, their menu system. Which wasn't, like, they were still trying to get that thing working. Or something. Um, when we were waiting, um, he did say that he he would have posted the menu of the day because it's, to my understanding, that his menu changes. Yeah, it does. The thing is, though, if he does that, then he would attract a way bigger crowd than he already he already can barely uh, yeah let's just say staffing was an issue <laughs> yeah because it was just him and that one other lady that was there i think in the yeah and so as, as we said it's a very very new it's very <laughs> new it's very good like i oh it yes. was so good like i said i mean i'm sorry up boys but i would have to i like I mean, manila okay. i like Man manila i Walsh. think I think Apoi was geared towards those that have never eaten Filipino food. Yeah. To me, Apoi is like Filipino fusion. Yeah. Okay. Or I'll give Filipino it that to you. Down. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But Manila Walk is like, if you miss your mom and dad's cooking, come here. Go there. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> taste, if you want to taste what Filipino food is and how and what, what we would have eaten as, you know, growing up Filipino. Yeah, in the Philippine Valley. That's where you go. That's like, you know, that's that's where you would go. And it really tasted like, the curry curry tasted like something I would have eaten growing up. The mm -hmm. pancit bihon. Are you kidding me? You see, that's the same exact pancit bihon you would like, you would run into at a family party. So pancit you know? bihon, for those that don't know, it's basically Filipino noodles. Yeah, it's like uh, they're the very They're... They're the very tiny noodles, the ones that are clear. Yeah, the um, rice noodles. Rice noodles, yes. Yeah, and the the adobo is something that, I mean, I didn't taste the adobo. I gotta taste that again. Oh, that. No, I mean, I gotta taste oh, that. We did, we did, and you know, it was adobo. <laughs> yeah, it it was. To me, it was very. It just reminded me of. It did remind me <laughs> of like of home like I, I had like i had nostalgia going through my head oh like, you know i mean so um i will i will give my nostalgia portion of it but i will put that off later um so out of curiosity how did you guys rate it i rated it a 19 and the reason why i rated a 19 instead of like a 20 is because the parking the parking was not that good and here's the thing mm -hmm. i think next time i go there i probably just take the train you could you know because it's right on the rail it's the, the right. restaurants on university avenue so it's right on the rail and um, yeah so 
but it's otherwise it's um <laughs> what my what my husband and i did is that there is neighborhood like at, at the back yeah of the block that's where we usually parked and yeah. usually there's enough and it's a good walk yeah good things to you know move around while your food digests it's it's um, a good it's a good job that they are in university avenue and not in where i live because trust me i would <laughs> i'd be like let's just go to manila walk Angela's like, forget <laughs> cooking edwin? let's just go to manila walk and <laughs> angela's like where's edwin you know what never mind i know where exactly where he is <laughs> yeah it, it's that good like i'm telling you guys like if you ever get a chance to come here to Twin Cities, go to Manila Walk, and you will taste. Try to try to go early. Good Filipino food. Try yeah. to go early so you can so you can get it while he's still in the middle of cooking. Yeah, yeah. and hey, it Angela, literally is. It literally is mom and it's like it looks like mom and pop. You know, mom and pops are cooking back there. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, and they're like talking in Tagalog, you know, and like, you know yelling at each other or whatever you know it's like that (laughs) so angela how did how did you rate it um i think i rated it at an 18 dinged it because of the parking but also i i couldn't rate it as highly because i don't have that nostalgia factor for me but it still was extremely tasty so i i very much enjoyed my food Mm-hmm. Even if Edwin did steal it, and he, I was like, I had to keep asking, like, okay, Edwin, what, what is this? What is like? Because I didn't know what he was ordering for me. I just know he was ordering, but it was still extremely tasty, and I enjoyed every bite. Yeah. It's so. It's something. so for those. <laughs> so we basically ordered like everything that they offered. Pretty so much. Complete, so the complete list of food that we tried at that day, at that time, is kare kare, which is Filipino stew. Yeah. At that time, it was with pork. Um, I believe there's three different types of kare kare that yeah. they uh, uh, serve. One is with beef and the other is... Chicken. With something else. I forgot. Chicken. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the, other cus- uh, the other food was pansi, which is, which is the noodles. Yep. They had lechon. Which is um, fried pig. Pork um, belly. Pork. Or pork belly. Actually, it doesn't have to be pork belly. It can be any part of the pig. Yeah. So. And then they also had sisig. Oh, yeah, that's true. We had a sisig. Is that that was is... the best. It, it, it was, <laughs> you said it was the safe sisig. It's safe sisig. Mainly because sisig is normally used like with like what what people would call like the offal of the of the of the animal you're, tra- you're talking about what the cartilage and cartilage the the tri stomach that sort of thing right. but this yeah this was safe season for obvious reasons yep and then <laughs> and then they also had a filipino adobo which is um with chicken yeah um and then every right every uh plate comes with rice of course of course Oh, and they also had um, lumpia. lumpia, lumpia, which was lumpia good. with dipping sauce. Really <laughs> they actually made it with menlo, which is like that's how you do it. If you, it, <laughs> if you ain't using menlo wrapper, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that was it, right? Am um, am I missing anything? I think I got. No, it that was it. that was all we ordered, yeah, and I it w- was reasonably so. priced. That was the thing. Oh yeah. Too. 
It was like it was like how much you would pay for a meal at like I don't know, like an Applebee's or a Perkins or whatever. It, yeah, I I thought it was reasonable. It wasn't like holy cow fast food cheap because that would that would just you know no. they they would not profit at that at all. But it also wasn't crazy expensive like like um some little startup mm-hmm. cafes that are trying to be a little too fancy. This is ten bucks for two entrees with rice. It, it, very Ten reasonable. Bucks. I mean, that's Leanne Chin prices right there. Uh, I I think it's I think it was slightly higher, but it was still like, it was reasonable. Like, yeah, it was reasonable. Yeah, it was reasonable. Um, it was definitely. It was a lot of food. So yeah, so overall, my husband gave it a nineteen. Exactly the same reasons why Edwin what Edwin says minus the nostalgia. Um, so. My score and my nostalgia moment was actually we ordered the karekare to go. And karekare is my favorite Filipino food. Usually I have it with beef, but um, I did try the pork actually tonight. Um, and they had a different bagoong. Bagoong is shrimp paste. Yep. Um, so I, ha- I-, I just ate it for dinner. And there's a reason why I, I actually had to set back the recording time 15 minutes is because after I ate that delicious food I cried <laughs> I cried no joke about it Jeff can't, Jeff was there as a witness I cried about it and I don't know it just hit something in my brain I don't know if it's because of nostalgia or the fact that you know it could be just the fact that this is the food that my parents cooked. This is my f- the food that my parents ate. This is the restaurant similar to the ones that they have over there. This is the f- the type of people that are over there with my parents. And it's been years since I've seen them. And I think yeah. it, it, it really hits home yeah. eating your favorite food that you grew up with, but without your parents there. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's something to behold because normally the only time we would be able to eat food like this is Filipino gatherings, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's with the local organizations here in town or Filipino or your family if they're still around, right? The only time I could eat Fili- like great Filipino food is if there was a party. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't have to be like that. Or if you cooked it yourself. No, it doesn't have to be like that. He. It's like let's go Manila Walk. <laughs> I, I I see many trips to Manila Walk in my let's future. Go. It's fine. It's so good. originally I scored this place as a nineteen because, you know, it was a bit disorderly because I didn't, I really wasn't, didn't know what to expect when I walked in. And yes, the parking was a bit non-existent. Yeah. It's University um, Avenue. What are you going to do? It's right? University Avenue, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything on University Avenue, you should probably find somewhere else to park and just ride in. Yeah. Um, but I, with that experience, though, like, I have to give it a 20. Ooh, that 20. Wow. First if, twenty? Is this our first twenty? Th- I think no. this might be oh, no. Pam's. No, this is Pam's second no. net twenty. 
Second nat 20. Yeah, the, the first we, nat 20 was the cheesecake, I think, because oh, I, yeah. I can't find any fault with this cheesecake. Oh, yeah. This one, though, if you can find food that makes you... it Like, it's so good that it... It makes you... Makes you cry. cry. <laughs> you know you can't deny it either. Yeah. <laughs> you so. kidding? I found my favorite restaurant. That's basically what it is. I found Edwin? my favorite restaurant. Edwin? Are you time. changing your score to a nat 20? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Because I got to go you, there for another time. You need to go there a you second time. Yes. I, okay. can't just, I, can't just, I can't just throw my 20s around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. You have All to right. give it time. If I feel the same way, you know, in a year, going there multiple times. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to call it now. Next show... Edwin will have gone again, and next show, Edwin will say, I changed my mind, that was net 20. Yeah, there's a chance, yeah. yeah. Besides, I will... the menu changes, right? The menu changes at this place, <laughs> so I have to taste their other things. I have to taste the other things. I... And I will say this, I mean, if you're one of the biggest gripes are the parking, who knows? Maybe they are able to make bank to move to a more convenient location hopefully a bigger location i kind of like their setup it, one of the things about their setup is that it really really reminds me of a calendar in the philippines it <laughs> really does and like it isn't fake what they're trying to do you know they're not trying to like stylize it or anything like, like that like they're or... selling point is only the food not because of the decorations yeah or like their their entire establishment is because of the food mm. and it's everything that's holding it up is the food actually <laughs> there is another thing that's holding it up and i honestly think that it's the camaraderie the the oh yeah the, the camaraderie between yep. between the customer and yep the owner or whoever is behind serving you food instead of you behinding a menu they actually talk to you you know this is what's in the food yeah. and whatever they help they try to help to explain what they got and yeah. they try to fit your needs did you notice that there were like there weren't only filipinos in there oh no there were there were there were you know like caucasians in there oh yeah there were there was like a i think there was like a uh, a Spanish-speaking fellow that was in there. Mm-hmm. The one, you know, there was an African American in there that was just picking up his food. Yeah, and a, yeah, a lot and... of a lot of the times it's it's them picking up their food. Yeah, you can. I, I think I think you can order beforehand and just yeah pick it up. So, and he explains, and he was he was talking to the customers, mm-hmm. you know, and explaining to them like the food explain to them like how long they've been there how they work it was like that you know and this was the dude who was cooking and owns the place talking to customers you know and i like the professionalism behind it too i mean if you know i don't i wasn't there for the rush rush but if i if i was if i was him i'd be like losing <laughs> you know like, like, i'm just wait a second the food is almost done no he really kept it together he kept the people talking made sure that they're comfortable and everything and yeah i really like it 
and yeah, it it I mean it was really hard for them to handle. Like our food was a little late. They kind of they all they, they almost forgot about us until I came up, and he was he was upset that they they forgot about us, mm-hmm. and they made everything like right. Yeah, you know, like they got it out right. Yeah, they got it, you know, like by the time I sat down, like like thirty seconds later, here comes the food. Yeah, because you know? they've definitely got a passion for what they're doing. Yeah. and and a place like that, you gotta have that. Yeah, and I I give them I give them a pass because literally they weren't expecting that rush, and there was only two of them, mm. and they ran out of food and they were cooking. The dude was cooking and talking and cooking and talking, going back and forth. Mm. <laughs> so. Much power. So yeah, definitely kudos to that guy. Yeah, I gotta get. We gotta get him on the show. Phil, we gotta get him on our other show. Definitely. Yeah, because I'm just we'll try to. <laughs> yeah, we'll try to. He's so busy, but it's just one of those places that I'm so glad there's a place like that here now. Yay! (laughs) I I am fully expecting you to say, hey, Angela, let's go to Millinola Walk. I'm expecting that before we even have the next episode. In fact, if we weren't recording right now, I'd probably say, hey, let's go get Millinola Walk. Because I haven't eaten yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you heard it here. Go check out Manila Walk. (laughs) There it is. So we we are going to issue a challenge now. Uh, And I have the challenge. So I, I like sweets. Uh... And I like unusual foods, and so I decided that for next episode, I want us to try some unusual desserts. Like, I'm I'm not talking like, oh, hey, this this cake looks funny. Let's eat this cake. No, I want something that you see it, and you're like, this dessert should not work, and yet somehow it's it's. A thing that exists. Like, for example, I've had jalapeno ice cream before. I liked it. But it's a thing that you look at and it's like, it should not exist. This sounds like a show that I've seen. <laughs> Just say it. So, basically, what I want us to do is I want us to find an unusual dessert. I, it doesn't matter if we're making it or buying it, as long as it's a dessert that just seems absolutely bizarre to us. So basically what you're asking us is, will it dessert? <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking will it dessert. <laughs> because if it's if if a recipe exists for it, if it's being sold, it someone has decided that it does in fact dessert. Ah. So, <laughs> okay. So, like, if you find a recipe or decide you want to try making a recipe for an unusual ice cream, that's fair game. If you find in the shop something like, I don't know, a butterscotch pudding cake. Let's go to the Filipino thing. store and get some balut and see if it will make it into no, ice cream. No, Edwin. <laughs> I'm not asking you, you to do a willet ice cream. Balut. Don't you dare. <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to... to, to Dessert something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking you to try a will it work. I'm asking you to find an unusual dessert that that 
oh, that some previous person said it actually works, and you gotta make it or well, buy it. You can it try or to whatever. make you. You can try to create one yourself, but it's got to be an unusual dessert that either either you've never seen it and it should work. And nobody's created it yet. And if you can find, if you can figure out something like that, by all means, try it out. Or find a recipe for a dessert that, by all means, should not exist, and yet people like it. Okay. Or buy a dessert that you see in the store, like, how is this even a thing that's mm. being sold and bought by people? Okay. Just, so, a okay. dessert that is unusual. Okay. I right. will, we will, uh, we'll see what we come up with for next, next episode, because... I have no clue right now, but yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, like if <laughs> if you see it in the store and it's unusual, like how does that Fair even enough. make sense? That's the one you go for. Oh my gosh! All right, okay, there it is. There's unusual a, desserts. There's the there's the challenge that has been been uh, issued <laughs> issued. So there we go. And we're going to wrap it up there. It's yes. been a long day. It has been a long day. It's and been a long, long week. week. <laughs> <sighs> and Pam is probably just like, I want more cutty cutty. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually going to attack the comic books. <laughs> oh. Ah. Yeah, Pam, Pam's got a busy night plan. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're going to cut this one a little on the short side and, and just rest our brains. Uh, but we hope you had a good time with us. Uh, do we have music on? Yeah. Oh, yay! My my headphones are just not very high in volume. Anyway, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Again, my name is Angela. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter sphere at Pleasant Doom. My name is Pam. You could also find me on the Twitter sphere at PandaCatDragon1. You could also uh, hit me up on Instagram at PandaCatDragon. And you can find me at TCD's Edwin on the Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> and um, you can also find me at DIY Edwin, which I might post some pictures of the mess. On Instagram? Uh, on Instagram and see exactly what I'm dealing with. Uh, yeah, or, or you can email us at dungeondiners at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook with the Legend Creators page yep. or at legendcreators.com. Yep. Drop us a comment on legendcreators.com. You can definitely do that. We'll read it. Yeah. And like, share, subscribe. Like, comment. share, and subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, like, and share. And comment. And comment. <laughs> yeah, help, yes. help us with the algorithms. Help us with the algorithms and <laughs> make sure you give us a thumbs up and a like. And a heart. And uh, all the other good things. Star? Star. Give us a star. Hit the bell Wait. icon. Ring the bell. What? Ring the bell something icon like if you'd that. like yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> and just, and just, and if anyone wants a sticker, you could just hit us up in any of those social media. Yes, yeah, we have stickers. We have stickers. Oh, we should, we should definitely. Yeah, we'll. Definitely do the sticker thing. Request a sticker. We'll send a sticker. We will send a sticker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, send us. Send us your request for stickers to dungeondiners at gmail.com. Yes. Um, anyway, thanks again, everybody, for listening to episode 54 of Dungeons. Dining. And door.